Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. It's the Game by Show podcast. Today is the 4th of December, 2016. It's Sunday, and my name's Legrand, your host, joined with my friends, Jeremy and Dale. Hello. Hi, it's Sunday, and I'm Jeremy. Greetings. Hi, Jeremy. I'm here to spread the subjugation of everyone. Nice. What does that even mean? It means you are now all subject to the whims of Kairos. Okay, sounds good, man. Dale's been hitting the eggnog. Already. That's all right. It's holiday time. It's late Sunday. Yeah, he doesn't have work tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I got uh, cool. got to do some holiday themed things. Took the family out to the Nutcracker this weekend. Uh, doing some decorations. I got I got my Christmas tree up. My daughter went to two birthday parties this weekend. Whoa. There was a birthday party last night and another birthday party today, and I stayed home from the one today because I've been feeling sick since Friday. Ah. Sick with what? Hope I don't catch it from you. I got a flu, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Hmm. I think it's more of like a sore throat than anything at this point. How old's your daughter? Five. Five? And and two That's... and a half. Oh. Dale, there's only one birthday that matters this season, and that's Taylor Swift. Her birthday's on the 13th. She'll be 26 years old. Happy birthday, Taylor what? Swift. What? Oh, man. i got to remember to send her a card. <laughs> so, so she's legal, is what you're saying. Illegal to rent a car, yes. Yeah. Finally. Finally. Well, guys, there's a lot of new stuff that came out this last week, as we all know. That's true. So it's going to take a while to get through it, I think. Things happened. Let's do it. All right. I guess. You guess. Was she born in 1989? Uh, 26, That would put her be born in 1990, though. I can't do math right now. Dude, 26 yeah. years from 1990. It's 1990. Yep. What a hypocrite. What a poser. The world must know of this this travesty of <laughs> She wasn't even alive in 1989. Oh, man. Well, she was conceived in 1989, probably. No, even that wouldn't be right. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. Well, I don't know. We'll have to take it up with her when we get invited to her birthday party. <laughs> uh, but we're going to start out with some news of the Gaming Week. Uh, there actually were quite a lot of things that happened this week, including the Game Awards. The 2016 Keeleys happened uh, this past week. and uh, I watched gonna... almost all of it. Yeah, I watched year. the whole thing, too. I did, too. I didn't watch it at all last year. I'll be honest, I didn't like it as much maybe as last year's, but I still thought it was all right. It, it was still okay. It was. It definitely was far and away better than the Spike Awards, I think. Yeah, he still has a few hiccups to work out of that show. I, I thought it actually ran a little bit too long this year. Didn't Was it almost three hours, it felt like? like they got to work in all those ads, though. That's the thing. Like all the See, I don't promotion. mind the ads. It's the no. questionable music choices that I, I think can, yeah. can really be probably shaved out of there. I like some good musical numbers. I don't like the musical numbers they picked this year. The Doom music was pretty cool. Uh, but I think he spent about cool. he spent about 15 minutes eulogizing uh, Hideo Kojima there at the That's beginning. True. And I, I think now, yeah. that, was a, that was a little bit much. And <laughs> if, I, if I complain about the music, let's let, let me just go ahead and be clear that I'm, I don't I didn't dislike the music itself. I just think it's a little bit out of place. And if you're going to have music, if it's a video game show, if you're going to have music, why not have, you know, video a game video game music. music composer up there doing something? Yeah, you know? the, the the year that Koji Kondo was up there with Imagine Dragons was awesome. That was, yeah, that was yeah, really do, cool. Do more stuff like that. But, but yeah. the, um, uh, geez, who was it? Run the Jewels and Ray, Ray Summer Murmur? <laughs> they, the Bag they, of Dicks guys. They seemed all, you know, they seemed okay. The rapper guys? I didn't think they were, it's, pretty, it's just non sequitur to video games, right? That's true. Yep. Happened to be voice actors that rapped, right? Is that what it was? Oh, are they? I don't know. 
I don't think so. Uh, but let's talk about the most sequitur of the uh, subjects at hand, which are actually the awards themselves. So Overwatch took it this year for Game of the Year over Doom, Inside, Titanfall 2, Uncharted 4, at Ascent. Mm. Blizzard also took it for uh, Best Studio Game Direction for uh, uh, just, I guess, general game makery over DICE, id Software, Naughty Dog. Uh, Uncharted 4 took the title for Best Narrative this year over Inside and Firewatch. Uh, Inside itself got best art direction. Um, <laughs> Have you guys played that game? I don't no. even know what that was. No, Inside is the new one from the. Um... Was it the people that did Limbo before? Yes, Limbo from the Limbo people. Oh, yes. Okay, right. I remember hearing about that. I don't like those touchy feely indie hoity toity games. Yeah, I don't mind those, uh, but I haven't played that, and I haven't been spoiled on it. Apparently, <laughs> it's very spoilable. Uh, Doom, which uh, appropriately took it for best music and sound design. Uh, Nolan North took the award for. Best performance over his co-stars Emily Rose and Elena. I liked Rose, his Elena. speech when his acceptance speech. I liked it too, but but I saw a, another take on that, so we'll, we'll come back to that. Uh, that Dragon Cancer for uh, games for Impact, uh, Pokemon Go for best handheld. Oh, but by the way, the Dragon Cancer. I liked his acceptance speech also. I thought it was a very humanizing. It was for the industry. The funny yeah. thing, though, about that moment was whoever was doing the camera angles. Like we had to sit there and watch those YouTubers uh, who presented the award. Like kind of oh. stand. It was it was really weird. And the uh, girl's like, oh, yeah, right here, yeah. <laughs> uh, Res Infinite best VR game. Uh, Doom best action game. So it's kind of funny. Doom took best action game uh, over Overwatch, but Overwatch took it for game of the year, which was kind of weird. Um, this Dishonored... doesn't make sense. No, Don't. it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Dishonored two, best action adventure game. Uh, s- several others. Uh, a lot of them happening either like off screen or like Jeff Keighley sort of like holding up a sign to the camera while other things, you know, while the Schick Razor Man was was on screen or something like that. But yeah, there there were a couple of moments. Uh, and Dale, you mentioned Nolan North's speech, which I actually really liked as well. Um, where he basically got up and and of course there's the voice actor strike going on right now. They're talking about uh, having better conditions, better pay, those kinds of things. And uh, Nolan North got up and uh, very graciously acknowledged that uh, while performance matters, which is sort of the sort of the battle cry of, of the striking uh, union, uh, he also said that the people who do all of the other work around games make it so that he has something that he can do to perform, uh, which is true. And and again, I found uh, to be very gracious of him. But I saw, uh, in fact, over at Glixel, where I was looking at the uh, kind of the rundown of it, somebody brought up the point that it was kind of uh, throwing the rest of his less accomplished colleagues under the bus a little bit. Uh, he, of course, is the the most uh, well known and and probably one of the most prolific voice actors in games. And and you know certainly he has the the latitude to to be able to say things like that. But um, on the other hand, he, it's a little bit of a scab thing to do to <laughs> kind of break the line and and come out and say well, actually. So, uh, let's see, what are some other things? Uh, so we mentioned the music, uh, Mick Gordon, uh, doing the Doom live set. So they actually played live music and that was That was pretty awesome. cool. That was really cool. I didn't realize the Doom, I mean, I, I guess that just makes perfect sense, right? But I didn't realize there was so much like double bass, death metal sort of stuff. Yeah, in the new like Doom. cool music in it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Death Stranding got a big new, uh, trailer, I guess, a new video, a new promotional video. That was which a was... real weird trailer. I, and I was going to yeah. try and talk more about that, but even looking through the Reddit where people are trying to make sense of it, even that, like, I don't even know that I can put that into cohesive oh, just, words. Yeah, forget it. I mean, Kojima even on, on Twitter said that there was, like, red herrings and stuff in there. Um, one interesting I, I saw noted was that if you play it side by side with the prior uh, Norman Reedus stand trailer, that there's, like, they 
things happen at the same time in each trailer, like the the baby teleports from one trailer to the other at the yeah. at the same time or something. Yeah. And so the, so musical cues and things like that line up. It's it seems kind of interesting. So where before it was a photorealistic uh, uh, rendition of Norman Reedus, now Guillermo del Toro is in there. Mads Mikkelsen, and Mads Mikkelsen uh, yeah. is also in there. And so Guillermo del Toro ends up with the baby in his arms kind of at the same moment as it disappears from Norman Reedus. Um, and there's I, like I cab- didn't remember the baby disappearing, but I mean... I yeah, guess yeah, he was like looking down and then it was it turned into oil or something like that. Remember? Oh, it just kind of like right, okay, okay. disappeared. And then it goes... And then at that same timestamp on the, on the new video, it shows That's up when. in... Guillermo huh. del Toro's, yeah. So th- things like that. Uh, Dark Side of the Moon. At the yeah, same exactly. Time. If you reverse it, it actually fits really well with the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Um, so anyway. you know, man, I'm I'm not gonna look at. I don't care at all. I'm not gonna follow any of this marketing hype bandwagon until coding. David Hayter is on board, and then you're all in, right? Yeah. Well, I, I I'm not I'm not saying I'm not gonna be interested in whatever the game is, but I'm not gonna get all crazy about it. You know, like I'm sure some people are. Well, it's still five it. years away, so that's probably a good At point. least. <laughs> yeah, so lots of good moments. Uh, like I said, it turned out pretty well. Um, and again, Jeff Keighley puts a lot of uh, work into it, so shout-outs to him for making that happen again. Almost, from what I understand, almost single-handedly uh, each year, he is really interested in making that I, a legacy. Yeah, I, w- I would really like to give him props. I, I really admire what he's trying to do. And, you know, it doesn't always come off perfectly or anything, but it's way, way, way better than it used to be. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's night and day. For sure. Uh, a couple of other little reveals. Uh, the the uh, world exclusives, I think, Jeff Keighley's known for. Uh, a couple that were particularly relevant to me. Uh, Shovel Knight, Specter of Torment, is the next chapter in the Shovel Knight saga. It's coming out in spring 2017. A, a uh, so that's, prequel. That's another DLC? Or it's not a separate game? What is, what is uh, it? Correct, game? correct. So when uh, Yacht Club Games made Shovel Knight and when they did the crowdfunding for it, they promised a certain number of free add-ons to it and uh, playable knights exactly so other little side stories so plague of shadows uh which was free last year actually ended up if you remember being my number three game of the year 2015 um so i'm really looking forward to this uh i guess in this you play specter knight and try to put together the order of no quarter who's the sort of super villain team that fights against shovel knight so uh that is looking pretty darn sweet um it did look pretty good Yep, and uh, I don't know. I, I can't remember any of the other. I mean, that that probably that and Death Stranding were the two big ones that stuck out to me. Um, new modes for Rocket League. I think there's sort of an anti gravity mode in Rocket League, which looks yeah. You can uh, play Rocket cool. League on Halo now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Actually, I, I'm kind of hoping that if that sort of gives me a trainer to start doing some aerial moves, that's one thing I never really got very good at in uh, Rocket League. Was like Isn't flying there, up in the air and hitting things. Can't you in fact play a Warthog in Rocket League on? On maybe on Xbox or something. If not, that would be a missed opportunity. Yeah, right. They they made a big deal about Mass Effect Andromeda. Yes, but it looked just like prettier Mass Effect. Yeah, I was kind of, you know, maybe a little bit. I don't know. I'm not gonna say disappointed, but I I was just like looking at it. and I was like, oh, you know, it sure looks a lot like. Mass I, Effect. I guess it's kind of like yeah, I didn't know what to expect, but I guess Mass Effect that looks prettier is what I should have expected. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm sure it'll be. Good, but I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. It takes place like what two hundred years in the in the like past the last years. game or something. Six hundred years. Six hundred years. In the, years? In yeah. The future, yeah. They, they what does that even mean though? For... Like, are your weapons more futuristic at that no, point? Like, what's no, this? Who cares? Same, it's the same tech level of like Mass Effect Two because the generational ships are sent away from Earth before Mass Effect Two, and everybody's just frozen in cryosleep, and then they happen to wake up after it's been like six hundred years. 
this seems really convoluted for something that's supposed to have good well, writing. they're on their way to Andromeda, so they have to be <laughs> asleep in cryosleep, you know, and it takes forever to get there. Hmm. Because it's real far away. You know what else took a long time? Uh, the jump times in No Man's Sky. And uh, you might remember that there was an ongoing investigation by the United Kingdom's Advertising Standards Authority. Uh, they've come to a conclusion that Hello Games did not mislead, uh, use misleading ads or exaggerate the features of No Man's Sky on its Steam sales page. Uh, of course, there's been kind of an outcry about the features that ultimately ended up in No Man's Sky after release versus the run-up to the, you know, the hype uh, cycle kind of leading up to the release of the game. Uh, well, this appears to be based just on the Steam page, and uh, the ASA has released a statement saying that we understood that the screenshots and videos in the ad had been created using game footage and acknowledged that in doing this, the advertisers would aim to show the product in the best light. Taking into account those above points, we considered that the overall impression of the ad was consistent with gameplay and the footage provided, both in terms of that captured by Hello Games and by third parties, and that it did not exaggerate the expected player experience of the game. Uh, of course, there was a lot more to this. Uh, people seem to cite Sean Murray specifically in some of his pre-release events, uh, E3s and PlayStation experiences and whatnot. Uh, and this was based on 23 complaints uh, about some specific features that were said to be missing or not the same as what was shown in ads for No Man's Sky. Uh, Hello Games, of course, themselves said that because the game is procedurally generated, the content that was found in the game might not match exactly what was in the ads, but that it was essentially the same. Uh, this includes points such as the user interface and aiming systems, um, missing structures, uh, the ASA said structures were consistent with what was shown in ads, large-scale battles, uh, Hello Games said that the large battles were unusual and harder to find, the ASA said that the footage that they were provided shows large battles in action, uh, spaceships and sentinel behavior, uh, animal behavior, uh, where they said that no specific footage showed animals moving large trees, uh, but that they considered it a fleeting and incidental scene that wouldn't likely mislead a consumer into buying the game, which, you know, I guess there's some logic there. I don't there. know, I, I really wanted that tree to be moved just <laughs> yeah, that same way. <laughs> <laughs> Money back. Um, graphics quality, speed of galaxy warping, uh, no loading screens, trade convoys, which I don't think those were actually in the original release, but the ASA said that the feature exists in the game. Uh, factions vying for territory, which uh, the ASA said that footage was provided... Uh, saying that uh, factions tell players about their dislike of other factions. Uh, I guess that counts. Um, anyway, so they uh, basically have come out and uh, said that there's not really any reason for fraudulent behavior here. I, I feel like actually just looking over this now seems kind of generous uh, on behalf of the ASA, but on the other hand, I think that they're probably looking for active intent to defraud people and actually mislead people, um, which... You know, maybe in the larger context, there's maybe a case to be made there, but uh, my presumption is that the complaints that they received were specifically about what was on the Steam page. I don't know that the ASA... I don't know. I don't know that anybody's really dealing with the pre-release hype cycle, but uh, yeah, I don't know. So anyway, they are currently uh, free and uh, free and clear of all accusations in that realm uh, for the time being. And of course, we mentioned last week that they released that Foundation update, and Dale's been playing that, and apparently it's A-OK, -okay, yeah? Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it seems pretty good for what it is. It just happened to not be what I was the most interested in about that game, but it, you know, it seemed all right. Right. So Dale and the ASA, both on the side of No Man's Sky. Uh, 
A release, uh, an announcement that came out this week of particular interest to me. Uh, while other events were going on, MechCon uh, was held in Canada. The uh, people what? over at Piranha Games. Yes, a MechWarrior convention based on all the companies no. doing Battletech-based stuff. Uh, and I want to say that MechWarrior 5 Mercenaries has been announced. Like an actual sequel to the MechWarrior games of yore. Uh, super excited about that. Of course, Piranha Games is the same company that makes MechWarrior Online, which you can go back to some of our uh, Game Byte Show YouTube archives and see Jared and I and, and pro- I think everybody at some point playing MechWarrior Online. Uh, MechWarrior 5 is scheduled to launch in 2018. Uh, there's about seven minutes of footage available of a single player, basically sort of like a standard tutorial setup where you do a, a quick little fight and... Um, you know, it's kind of kind of standard stuff, but kind of exciting to see in the context of that universe. Uh, one point of interest: the new game is going to be made using the Unreal Four engine, which looks awesome. Uh, MechWarrior Online is all done using the Cry engine, uh, which also looks really good. But I think Unreal Four, of course, being a newer engine and uh, you know more supported tech, I think is going to be a pretty pretty sweet deal. So uh, look forward to that in several years' time. But uh, for me, I'm super excited that it even exists. Uh, there also are lots of other things that came out of MechCon. We're not going to cover those in the new. But uh, yeah, MechWarrior is coming back, Battletech, uh, there are tactical games coming out and all kinds of good stuff, so look forward to all of that, you stompy mech jockeys out there. Um, I don't have a good transition for this, but we're going to take it back to the real world for just a moment. We're going to go to uh, Universal Parks and Resorts, who announced a an official... Uh, set of information about their partnership with Nintendo. Uh, They're going to be releasing expansive, highly themed environments at their locations in Osaka, Orlando, and Hollywood. Uh, There are three universal theme parks uh, around the world. Uh, This is going to be a Nintendo-themed, presumably Super Mario-specific set of of areas. They'll be expansive, immersive, interactive. Uh, According to a press release, they will be highly themed and authentic environments filled with multiple attractions, shops, and restaurants. Guests will feel as if they are playing inside their favorite games, this time in real life. There will be something for everyone. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. Forget VR. This is... RR, this is real reality. Um, something for everyone, regardless of their age or gaming experience level, and they're already in uh, the process of planning and creative work on those areas. Uh, they'll open separately over the next several years, and we're expecting some more information from uh, Nintendo, I think, on that sometime in the near future, according to the press release. They also released kind of a basic video, which doesn't really show much other than um, Shigeru Miyamoto from Nintendo and Mark Woodbury from Universal Creative giving some insights onto that collaboration between those uh, two companies. And uh, I don't know, kind of looks pretty cool. I mean, if we have Harry Potter World and stuff that they do at Disneyland, um, I don't know. I, I wouldn't mind walking through a Super Mario area just to Why see not? what we've got there. Yeah. You have to jump through the area. You can't just hit walk. Your, you you have to either run really fast or jump or fly. You can go through the Super Mario no head walks. trauma area. Yeah. Yep. Um, we are going to kick it over to the holiday sales. That's another thing that happened this past little while. We didn't really talk too much about the uh, holiday blowout. Uh, we do want to talk for just a moment, though, about the NES Classic. It was the topic of discussion for our show last week. And the NES Classic is a big, big hit, especially on eBay, where the $60 suggested retail price has expanded to uh, something as high as the uh, high 200s, low 300s. Uh, $198 on average over at eBay, according to their Data Labs information, which actually I didn't know this service even existed. I guess they give information about the sales of their uh, their products on eBay. Uh, Most major U.S. retailers, of course, have been out of stock of the NES Classic since it launched. Uh, Lots of Nintendo fans uh, pretty irritated about that, and uh, I know even I was a little skeptical of the 
gross <laughs> incompetence, I guess, that it kind of seems seems to be the case. It could be one of those forced scarcity situations, but um, the, uh, the company themselves, Nintendo, uh, have said that the NES Classic Edition system is a hot item and we are working hard to keep up with consumer demand. There will be a steady flow of additional systems through the holiday shopping season. Contact local retailers, etc., etc. Not much to say there. Except that I also found it interesting that both of the current-gen consoles, the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, uh, essentially dwarfed sales of the NES Classic for all of the uh, hype that it's getting. Uh, the PlayStation 4 was selling the quickest on eBay. One was sold every 20 seconds, according to the eBay Data Lab service. One Xbox One was sold every minute uh, on Black Friday. Uh, NES Classics were almost sluggish by comparison with one selling every two minutes. Um, Jesse Kiefer, three hundred dollars. Yeah, exactly. Probably makes a probably makes a difference. Well, but you know, I mean, that's going to be approaching the price of those other things too. So, uh, Jesse Kiefer, who is eBay's general manager of deals, uh, which I kind of like that. I like that title. I'd love to be the general manager of deals. Um, said that not only were the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One selling really well, but the PlayStation 4 Slim was still continuing to trend on Black Friday. Uh, the Xbox Live 12-month gold membership deal sold every six seconds, and the Sony DualShock 4 wireless controller was among their top five selling electronics. Uh, so I just found it kind of interesting that, um, that NES Classic, which actually, uh, has anyone mentioned this to you? I've had a couple of coworkers who've told me that they're actually interested uh, in the yeah. NES Classic. Yeah, I've heard about it from a couple of coworkers as well. Yeah, so people are definitely aware of it, and uh, harder to get, but my personal advice to you is do not pay $300 for an NES Classic. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Jeremy. Don't pay $100. Um, may- maybe pay the $60. Uh, we'll, you know, may- I'll maybe leave that to your judgment. But uh, Yeah, wait till yeah. after Christmas and then pay 30 Yeah, exactly, exactly. Actually, I saw that there was a, a, a comparable Sega Genesis product out uh, for, you know, if you can't get an NES Classic, and it's like oh, yeah. $39, and it has two, it comes with two wireless controllers. Like, hot damn, get that thing. Those have and been I'll out for, those. for a long time. I don't know if yeah. that new one has different games or anything, but yeah, the, the, the Genesis ones have been out for years. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the last item of news for this week, a little bit of the kind of in the weird realm. Um, you can actually now play Pac-Man and lots of other arcade favorites and other games in Facebook Messenger, like within Facebook Messenger. Yeah, but don't do that because then you'd be using Facebook. <laughs> so it's the uh, the Instant Games uh, project that they're working on over there. It's currently in closed beta, full launch date not yet specified for that. 17 games available to play, including Pac-Man, Galaga, Arkanoid, Space Invaders, uh, Track and Field... And then we get into some newer things like Words with Friends, Shuffle Cats Mini, Everwing, Hex, uh, Templar 2048, Zookeeper is kind of a cool one, uh, Word Express. Yeah, exactly. So they actually have their other uh, service that you can play uh, within the sort of web interface of Facebook. Um, I haven't tried this, and, you know, I'm not in that closed beta, but, uh, you know, when they have support from companies like Bandai and Taito and Konami, uh, Zynga, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, they've been talking about making gaming a, a more integral part of what they do, and they've, of course, been making splashes with their uh, live streaming platform that they've got over there on Facebook. But, uh, yeah, I might uh, might have to see about playing this uh, this stuff once it comes out and maybe give some impressions. I'm sure it's going to be super awesome playing Pac-Man inside a messenger window. It's Pac-Man. And, yeah, it's Pac-Man again. And that's all the news. Except we've you're, got you're for... gobbling up uh, propaganda and disinformation. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's Facebook. <laughs> Instead of instead of a cherry, it's like an onion logo. Uh-oh, uh-oh, Facebook Legrand. is the worst. Yeah. I see someone creeping in there, Legrand. What? <laughs> <Yeah>, visitors? 
That's my cat. <laughs> it came from Jeremy's house. S- special fourth chair. Yeah, I threw my oh, cat out a little bit earlier. Thanks, kitty. Nice. Thanks, kitty. That's all the video game news that we've got for this week, guys. I've got some new releases. Uh, Dead Rising 4 is coming out on... Wait a minute. This game's already been out. Uh, that's really So cool? this is stuff going back through the half week, uh, this I, past week, up until the half week of this coming week. I didn't week. think that game was already out. Was, is Dead Rising 4? That's been out for a while. Dead Rising 3 out? 3. 3's been out for a long time. But 4? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong. Well, Dead Rising 4, the game I had no idea was even coming out, is coming out this week. So Surprise! There you go. Uh, the Last Guardian, I believe, comes out on Tuesday, correct? Yeah, this week. The I sixth. Think the... Is it the 6th? Are there reviews out yet for De- uh, Last no, Guardian? I, was I haven't on seen any. Twitter, there was a there's an embargo until tomorrow, I think. Okay, so we're gonna have play the Metacritic challenge uh, oh. between us three right now right, for Last Guardian. You think uh, you're lucky, Punk? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna write it down here in our sheet. What right All next right. to our Assassin's Creed challenge? Okay, Last Guardian, and we're gonna take the this. Next uh, Sunday, we'll look at this and we'll see what the Metacritic is next week. Do you think there'll be while four we reviews by next Sunday? Because it takes they got be... four reviews before they can do a. Oh yeah, they'll have reviews on <laughs> Tuesday. Okay, so Dale, uh, Metacritic for... is one hundred, right? Correct. Uh... Are you any of you guys buying this game? No, I'm gonna say eighty-four. Uh, I, I would like to actually. I was gonna say eighty-five, so I'm gonna edge Dale out for eighty-five. Is this, is this uh, like the, the right uh, Price is Right rules? Yeah. 85. I'm going to go 76. 76 Ooh, for The Last Guardian. Okay. Yeah, I'm going low. Yeah, my, see, my true well, feeling is, is closer to 76, but I, this, you know, we are evaluating <laughs> what people are going to think of it, right? So there's going to nah, be a lot, of people, a lot of people that like apologize for it and stuff, and they're going to rate it higher than... A lot of, we're, not, we're not doing the user review category. We're doing the... Oh, no, we're talking right, about see. the professional reviewers. They're going to go full mm-hmm. Bioshock yeah, Infinite. Better. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna be hearing the backlash <laughs> against Last Guardian in about a eight month period. Yeah, well we'll see. Anyway, Maybe. there it is. So eighty four, eighty five, and seventy six. Whoever wins next week uh, gets I don't know something cool. Nice, nothing. <laughs> gets a no prize. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom three. This has been out for last gen consoles as well as the as oh that's it just Xbox three sixty I believe and PS three. Is now available on PS4. Uh, it's only twenty five bucks. I have a copy of this game on Xbox 360. Yeah, something. and the thing was, it it sort of disappeared in that big Marvel purge in 2013 when they took all their games off. So that's right. Uh, oh yeah, they lost licenses, right? Something like yep. that. So it's yep. coming back. Um, I I would really like to know. In fact, I've kind of asked around and nobody seems to know. There used to be for the uh, PS3 version a Vita cross control kind of function that you could do. And I'm kind of curious if this retains that over now on the PlayStation 4. What, what do you mean uh, well, by that? You can already you play it with your Vita. Yeah, yeah, you could control and and do like touch screen type stuff like on the on the Vita. You know? Why would you do that? Uh, <laughs> so that you could do the special combos because if you're like me and you can't actually pull off the you know thirty second chains of attacks, you just want to tap a button and make it do it. It's awesome. Oh wait, it's a one touch combo cheat. Well, well, <laughs> so here's the thing. So there's also a Vita version of this game. Uh, uh, okay, okay. Which and and they sort of have cross control compatibility which is, is kind of neat it's kind of yeah. like the uh x the, the 3ds version of street fighter 4 where you could just push a button yeah and throw and do the ultimate combo exactly <laughs> when i was a kid we uh, had to learn how to do dragon punches our damn self yeah no that's right uphill both ways naked no <laughs> also i've got on here a list of some free games that are coming out um or are available so a game called let it die 
this is this is the game by Suda and the Grasshopper guys, right? Grasshopper I, see, I, I know it's Grasshopper manufacturer, but I do not know if Suda himself. I mean, I assume he would be involved, um, but I I didn't see his name attached to it. Um, anyway, I think that might be the extent to which he is actually involved. <laughs> actually involved <laughs> as his name is attached. Is attached to, yeah, from, it, from it, it looks I've like heard. a Suda game if you look at it. It looks like. I mean, I guess it looks like a I, I saw, so. So the thing is, so this and the Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom. So we're, uh, I guess we probably should have mentioned uh, toward the top of the show that the other big thing that happened was the PlayStation Experience uh, just this past weekend. So some of these announcements mm-hmm. have come from PlayStation Experience, and this one had uh, they actually uh, put this one in their big presser, and it looked very Suda. Like I, I was even just talking to someone. I'm like, that is definitely a Suda game. Suitably it Suda. That it was suitably Suda. Yeah, it does. It looks like it. I like sure. that. I agree. Uh, also, what else we got here? Prappa the Rapper remastered demo. I guess they announced this at PS... PSX. PSX, yeah. right? Yep, they did. So there's a demo available that are remastering Prappa the Rapper, which was a good game. Yeah. I don't know if I would pay, like... What would you pay for a Prappa the Rapper on PS4 right now? Well, I did pay for Prappa the Rapper 2, like eight ninety nine or something. I'm, or I'm talking about Prappa the Rapper 1. I mean, I wouldn't pay more HD. than I paid for Prappa the Rapper 2. I, would, I, I, would, I was going to say seven ninety nine. Yeah, seven ninety nine. It's going to be more than this. It's going to be like 20 bucks. Easy. 25. No. 20 bucks for this? No. There's like five levels in Parappa the Rapper. There's no way they're going to do that. I bet they'll release it for 20 you bucks. You think? All right. Well, yeah, but see. then two months later, it'll be on PSN Gold or whatever it is. That's that's not what we're saying. We're just saying, what are they what are they going to try to get out of it? I'm, I'm going to say Umjammer Lammy or GTFO. Like, I'm I'm not interested unless it's Umjammer <laughs> With the freaking crying baby level? Yes. Oh, man. I don't know. Great uh, Telltale's Batman Episode 1 is available for free on Steam, so download it and check it out. Maybe I will. Get it. Maybe I should play Michonne first. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should play also... Season 2. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no! Uh. I, got, I got audio. Okay, stop. Okay. <laughs> also, I've got a list of Xbox Live games with gold uh, that are out. So, for the Xbox One Sleeping Dogs Definitive Edition. Uh, coming out later this month, Outlast for the Xbox One, Outland for the Xbox 360 and Xbox One, as well as Burnout Paradise, which is probably the the hot list here. That is one of the best the, games of that generation, and uh, yeah, for sure. And that's that's awesome that you'll be able to play anything that was on the Xbox 360. Anything that goes on the gold freebies with gold uh, will be playable on your Xbox One too. Yeah, that's cool. That is that is cool. I wish that the Sony did that. I don't have. Xbox I agree. One. Uh, for PlayStation Plus, we've got Invisible Ink, which I believe is one of Dale's. Games. I like. That I game. heard that was a good game. Year. That's a very good game. Yeah, coming out. Coolest game of 2015, if I recall. Cool, the yeah. coolest game. Special right. category. Uh huh. The in, in in the dailies. Yeah. The, they da- the, the dailies. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, also, a game called Stories: Path of Destinies. It sounds pretty rad. Uh, you should play it. Uh, <laughs> Hyper Void for PS3. And Tiny Troopers Joint Ops. So, fantastic games for the PlayStation 3 this month, guys. Yes. Uh, get them while they're hot. Mm. Color Guardians on the PS Vita, as well as VVV, VVV for the PlayStation That's 3. an excellent game. That is one it, of my it is really good. absolute I think... favorite uh, independent games. It's it's amazing. I love it. I love the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. I love it. I have it on 3DS. I have it on Vita on the PC. I 100%ed it. I even got that one that one disc that was impossible. I even got that yeah, one. Yeah, where you had to like fly backwards too. through the spikes. Great. Like in, yeah, I got that one too. It took me probably two or three hours. It, was it took four. me a whole and plane, a whole plane ride. That <laughs> that and um, that's one of the like that's probably tied with Tenchu for like my most listened game soundtrack as well because it's just oh dude, I listen so to good. it still on the regular. I'll listen to it at work like constantly. 
not constantly, but at least like maybe once a week. I think the soundtrack is called P P P P P P, and it I don't is, know why. Yeah, by, by Soul Eye. Yeah. Yep. And the rest of his stuff's pretty good too. He's got a bunch of other stuff on like Spotify that you can pick up or listen to. But anyway, so there's your games. Uh, get V V V V V V. If only for the soundtrack. If not, look it up on. Uh, Spotify. It's, it. it's also a really freaking good game. I wish that yeah. man they should do like a sequel to that. And, and it's I'd really simple idea. It's just about flipping gravity up and down. That's yeah. like the yep. whole thing. And movement through between areas. Yep. Yeah. And it's really hard. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it can yeah. be. Yeah. And those are your those are your games. All right. Well, I, I guess you know. I guess I'm here for the topic, you guys. Uh, yeah. Uh, so let's talk about PS Experience. Is that what do they call it? PSX? Do they call it PSX? PS? Is the trendy okay. abbreviation? PX. Yeah. The PS Experience. Now, this one I didn't actually watch, but I did watch um, some of the high point uh, trailers and things. So, um, and I watched like the reaction on on Twitter. So I, I think I can definitively say how good this whole thing was. It was um, good. <laughs> and Jeremy, what do you think? <laughs> uh, I I watched the whole thing. I actually missed the first like five minutes, so I missed. Uh, I, I don't know if we want to do this in chronological order or in in terms of like importance. Uh, do we, we could start at the end of it. Do we want to start well, at the let's end? Let's just talk about things that we care about. All right, that matter. Well, The Last of Us Two, uh, The Last of Us Part, Part two. two. Yeah, Jeremy, so it kind of go in the Godfather route, I guess. Or Police Academy, uh, or whatever. Yeah, right. Leslie uh, Nielsen, sort of. And stuff. that that thing is probably not coming out for like another three years. So we're, you know. Nah, dude, it's got like another um, they, 2018. 18 is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, they they did say it was fairly early on. I think it was like in a separate interview with Neil Druckmann or somebody. You know, I'm going to say 2019 because they they were planning to hold this trailer for E3 next year and instead decided to do the announcement early. Um, but I would say that's probably your indication of when it's going to come out. So I would say, yeah, 2018 sometime. Yeah. Uh, we also have Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. So along with the Marvel vs. Capcom 3 return to the PlayStation Store, um, my my younger kid uh, really likes Marvel vs. Capcom. So that's pretty cool. Um, really? We already talked about Let It Die. Uh, Crash Bandicoot Remastered? Nah, dude. So is this the trilogy? The first three games? Or what, I think it's is just, it just the, the very... first? Well, it's... Uh, probably... Those weird, not well, court sort of 3D games it's, for the PlayStation. They, they have it. It's called the Crash Bandicoot N Sane Trilogy. So yeah, I thought it was a trilogy. It was I, like the what? name of the big bad guy N Sane or CTR something. CTR or GTFO. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, I am I'm not, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I don't think Crash Bandicoot holds up in today's world of games. I. I don't know. I've even been hearing people who played it, like just getting getting reactions, because it's playable at the show. It was playable this weekend, and uh, people seem to really like Crash. I never have touched a Crash Bandicoot game. Really? Um, never. I played the first once. one and the second one and Crash Team. Racing. I, I, I played, have them all. I think I played demos of all the 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 main series, and then I I bought Crash Team Racing, and it's literally the most fun I've ever had with a kart racing game. It's awesome. Yeah, that's good. I'm sure it's probably like going back and playing like the original Spyro the Dragon. It's fun, but is it super fun? Like, yeah, Spyro no. was never that good. Um, the, the thing about Crash not. is that it's actually like a, an A to B platformer, right? So there's not a whole lot of room for it to get um, open and and you know confused like a lot of 3D platformers do. It, it was. It's not really a 3D open world game. It's more yeah. of a it's, you side run, scroller. You run into the screen for. Most of it, probably, right? Wouldn't you say? Well, you like run around things and yeah, 
but eh. yeah, but mostly you're doing that like one point perspective, running down the hallway, right. sort of thing. It's, it's, it's very it's very linear as far as 3D games yes. go. Yeah, yeah, but that's yes. you know so is Super Mario, right? And so I, I don't think the games are that good, but you know they're they're probably worth revisiting and playing a little bit, I guess. Sure. Mm. What about a uh, knack too, you guys? You guys down for some knack too? The only thing that kind of bugged me about it was when they brought Mark Cerny out. They're like, Mark Cerny, chief architect of the PlayStation 4 and creator of Knack. Um, <laughs> I was, you don't, you don't, don't announce Mark Cerny as the creator of Knack. They said um, chief architect of the PS4. Yeah, I know. And exactly. he also makes games. He's also, you know, he, he gets it, guys. He's not only he's a also, guy, he's a software guy. He's also Lord. my senpai. Did you guys ever play the first one? No. No. My my uh my boy tried out a demo kiosk at like Best Buy or something and thought it was really cool. He's like, Dad, we need to buy this game and I'm like Nah, probably not. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> well And we didn't get it. Maybe maybe the original will come to the instant. Watch game what collection. you say, boy. I don't know why it's not already on the instant game collection. It's not like they're selling copies of Knack anymore. No. Well that's probably the point. I don't think they want to piss people off. Uh <laughs> however some fans. Add on service... as a third game, a third PS4 game for the month. That would yeah, make people excited. That's, that's true. They could they could do that. Uh, doing some fan service here. Uh, the uh, PlayStation Portable games, uh, not only Parappa the, the Rapper, uh, Loco Roco and Patapon <laughs> are uh, going to be going on to the PlayStation 4. So they're doing remastered versions of Loco Roco and Patapon. Super excited about Patapon. That's a great game. You know what that means? Um, those are both 2D games. So likely the, the assets that were used in those were created at a higher resolution than was originally put on the PSP, you know? So those may end up looking pretty good yeah. when, when they're playable. Be well, Patapon's a pretty simple game anyways, right? So True. sure to look awesome. Okay. Uh, and Loco Roco. Loco got a trailer. Roco. We already knew Whatever. that it existed. Um, Time to get Nino Cooney out of this shrink wrap and play it, I think, the first yeah. one. I keep thinking about going back. I'm just afraid. You know, the, the only thing that's holding me back from playing Nino Kuni is I'd have to devote so much time to it. I'd have to talk about it again, and I feel like it's old at this you, point. And it would Jeremy, be lame do you have me. that big book that went alongside it? No, but I want that. And do you I want have that the for $300. Or the DS version. There's a DS the version. DS version? Yeah, wasn't that no. the whole idea behind the game? That, like, there was two versions, and it was on both Sony and Nintendo, and it had this big book that you would. Have to like leaf through to do stuff with. Uh, well, there is a Nino Kuni DS listing, I guess, on the internet. But I, I think it's a, I think it's a mistype. Nino Kuni Shikoku no Madushi for DS. Um, so I don't know. Maybe in Japan. Shikoku no Madushi. That's like the square magician. <laughs> that's weird. That's I don't cute. Know, I'm not looking at it. Ah, that's super adorable. I, I swear. You know, well, at least that was part of the plan. Uh, maybe it never came out or something. I don't know. Yeah. Nino Kuni. Yes. Uh, the Resogun folks, uh, Housemark, are going to be releasing a game called uh, Nex Machina, which is kind of a fun, fun little spin there. Um, Dreadnought, which is on PC. I think uh, Jared Red Eye Dunn. Yeah, the Warhammer game. At some point. Shikoku is it? No. Shikaku. Sorry. Is it? No, it's not. Dreadnought. No. Yes. Is it? Yes. That's a Warhammer licensed game. Uh-huh. What is? Dreadnought. Dreadnought. Maybe sure? it is. Why Maybe. would why would Jared be playing if it wasn't a Warhammer? <laughs> That's a good point. Okay, you you got me. You got me there. Uh, uh, no, I don't th- I don't think it is actually. No. Oh, yeah. You're thinking of I'm thinking um, of, I'm thinking of uh, Death 
Battlefleet Gothic is what you're thinking. Uh, What's the new one? Bat- Battlefleet Gothic. Just, just oh, oh yeah, Space Death Hulk Wing. Deathwing. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Dreadnoughts. Uh... They have dreadnoughts yeah, in 40k, but they're they're not big ships. They're. Like I was way one. off. There's, I was. That was when I had all the. I had those beta keys I gave to you guys. Right? Is that what Jared's playing? Uh, I don't know. I don't think I got one, but. I, but it, the game itself looks really cool, though. Um, so I'm I'm down for that. It looks like it's right up my alley. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, Gravity Rush Two. So that was basically the big keynote. They've actually been showing a lot of other things on the show floor. I've kind of been. Uh, they've been holding a, a live stream sort of all week long. Um, I don't know. Does this general? I'm just kind of curious if if this because by all accounts it was a pretty decent showing. Um, oh, there's one more thing. Windjammers, which I don't even know what this is. It's a Neo Geo game, uh, which is kind of like a frisbee pong sort of game. Like you try and score goals on on the other on the other team. I don't know. People seem to really like it. It's one of those uh, Geo Corsi joints. He he was bringing all the uh, like the Lucas Arts games and stuff to Vita and to and to PlayStation. So I guess this is. One more of those, but I have never heard of this game. Windjammers, does that ring a bell for anybody? Yeah, I've heard they, of it. They talk about it on Giant Bomb sometimes. Uh, because of the, like they, they play it on tournaments and streams and stuff sometimes. Got it. Well, it's making a comeback. The, uh, the guys over at... Uh, well, I think it's the same people who do all of the... Um, uh, all of the Neo Geo ports that they've been bringing to PlayStation platforms for the last little bit. Uh, but, but generally seems to be a pretty well-received... Uh, not only a well-received presentation, but they seem to be bringing out a lot of good stuff. Uh, what about they, they actually? Um, real quick, because we haven't mentioned the new Uncharted that they revealed. Ah, that's right, the Lost Legacy. Which I don't stars... know if that's. Do you think that's supposed to be a, a DLC sort of thing that you're going to have to have Uncharted Four? It is an Uncharted Four chapter. Okay, All right, Lost Legacy. Gotcha. Starring Chloe Frazier and Nadine Ross, the characters. Nadine, I, was Nadine? I thought she was in three. Was she in three? Uh, maybe I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure. Chloe was in three. Chloe. Chloe. Yeah, Chloe was in two and three, and maybe maybe Nadine was someone else. I don't know. So does this does this generate any interest in you guys? Uh, any anything that you liked in particular from from what you've seen or heard from the PlayStation experience? Uh, Last of Us too. I'm interested to see. Yeah, because um, I, I really like the other game, the first game. And this one is pretty cool too. Like it's got, uh, you know, they they uh, didn't really announce it, but it's got Ellie. Sort of, you know, you find out that it's actually Ellie, kind of singing a a song on a guitar. She's in a house with kind of some bloody bodies and things like that. She's older than she was before. Um, she looks like she could kick some kick some butt pretty well. Um. And then uh, Joel kind of comes up behind her, and she says, "I'm going to kill them all. I'm going to kill them all." What about oh, the should... fact that there was no like Days Gone? There was no new God of War. And... I feel like that is a pretty uh, positive testament to the fact that Sony has some fat pipes. They've got some good fat pipelines of of development. I mean, they've got a ton of stuff that didn't go onto the stage at all. Um, I mean, they probably don't want to exhaust the dev teams by making new things to show for every single presentation. Uh, but I, I gotta say, I'm pretty impressed. I mean, I know that there was kind of a, a concern maybe a year ago, but leading up to the PlayStation VR, that Sony had gone pretty silent on a lot of things, and the presumption was that they were sort of backloading a lot of their development efforts for VR. Um, but was I mean, VR touched like... on? 
they, they did have VR trailers and they sort of alluded to some, some VR stuff there, but it was not really a major part of that presentation. But I've kind of been thinking a lot about that. I mean, I know you kind of made the joke uh, a week or two ago about, you know, VR kind of falling off the, the map a little bit. And uh, I've kind of been waiting to see if there's another resurgence in that. I actually, uh, there was an interview uh, with Shuhei Yoshida was on stage at a um, Kind of Funny Games event. And he was he was talking about how uh, this coming year, 2017, uh, now that the hardware is out, 2017 is going to see a lot of um, advancement in software for VR. Uh, which I, I thought was kind of an interesting comment to make. So I think it's uh, it's going to be one of those things that sort of in fits and starts like any new platform. You'll probably see um, the initial release, maybe a little bit of a, a little bit of a dearth, and then maybe some some new resurgence of things. But they they did have a few things to show, but nothing that really jumped out at me personally or or made me super excited. Looks like they had a new Final Fantasy VII remake trailer. Did you guys catch that? I was almost surprised that we didn't... We don't even have a release date on that yet. Do we have a release date for the first episode of that? Uh, I don't think so. I, I had kind of been expecting something. After Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah. <laughs> no, um... What about Wipeout? There was there was something Wipeout related. Oh, that's right? right. You know, that's not in this list at all. Uh, yeah, Wipeout along with Parappa and... It's uh, in the list. You just missed it. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, so that that is another one. Did you guys play... What was the, the PS3 Wipeout? There was like two of them. Uh, Wipeout wipe something or other. Wipeout 2048, I think. We, no, well, that was, was the Vita one. That was the Vita was one. Wipeout Pure? Wipeout? No, it was just Wipeout HD. Wipeout, wipeout HD, HD and then Fury was like the add-on. The add-on. Yeah. Dude, that game was awesome. That was really good. I, I never was very good at Wipeout because I could just I could never get a handle on that floaty... Because you kind of do this thing where you're like drifting, but it's not like a normal yeah. kind of drift. It's like a, yeah, just reorient right. the nose of your like an air brakes type yeah of brakes. exactly and i was never good at that i you know wipeout 2048 is one of the three vita cards that i that i have actually i have i have that and soul sacrifice and uh, soul sacrifice luminous. is really good luminous luminous is really good too yeah oh man vita's so good <clears throat> they actually had the vita out geo he had a vita and there were a few games that he actually said you know oled or gtfo really you think so oh that's is that oh, the original absolutely. one yeah, yeah, the original. that's the old one. Yeah, what's yeah. the new one? Is it just a high LCD, high contrast LCD? Uh, it's type like a screen? TFT display from a compact computer. It's like <laughs> a 1997. <laughs> oh man, you know, it's I I have to say like uh, not a lot of of active like big scale development on the Vita, but I I got to hand it to them for even bringing it out on that stage or even mentioning it at all um for a dead platform that thing is really hanging on like the 10 people out there including the game bite show who are like real advocates of so the vita if if you if you are you know infatuated and play a lot with a dead platform does that make you like a necrophiliac gamer maybe a little bit that might be a way of looking at <laughs> but i mean they can't be making money on that stuff i mean they're they've got to totally be doing that just to i don't know just to appease the like i think they're just trolling like you know, there, there's some there's some faction at Sony that is trolling another faction with repeated, you know, mentions of the Vita somehow. Well, well roll on. Roll on, troll faction. And uh, speaking of other troll factions that will roll on, the Game Bite Show podcast listeners will be back again. This is the end of the show for the top of the week. We will be back in just a few days' time to talk to you about the video games that we've been playing. That'll be midweek, and we'll uh, take another half hour or so of your time. A nice little Game Bite, just like tonight, only 30 minutes long. 
and uh, we will uh, come back and fill your ear holes with some video game goodness. Um, if you have anything that you'd like to comment on from either the Keeleys, the, the Game Awards, the PlayStation Experience, anything that was in the news this week, let us know about it. Check us out on Twitter. You can find us as a group, at Game Bite Show. You can also talk to us individually. I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont. You can find me at Legrand. And I am at Count Elmdor. Uh, mentioned here and there in passing, our fourth man, Jared Redeye-Dunn, at R-E-D underscore I. Jared, of course, uh, holds a very special place in our hearts and in our uh, organization because he's typically the one in charge of doing our video game streams over at twitch.tv slash show. Uh, and again, I mentioned the youtube.com slash show archive where you can see Jared and sometimes me playing some video games out there uh, in video form. Uh, you can find all of this information and more over at our website, www.gamebyteshow.com and uh, my goodness there's just a lot of lot of good back catalog there to go through so if you uh, haven't in the last little bit go back and take a look through some of our old podcasts and some of our old video feeds there's still lots of good stuff there and definitely pertinent relevant intelligent handsome uh, all of the above all of those things uh, until the next show this has been your Game Byte Show for the top of the week thank you so much for being with us and we will see you next time see ya vaya con Dios vaya con Dios Thank you.